This is Money Talks, powered by the Money School, and our aim is to help you become wealthy. Let's get straight into today's show. Welcome to this edition of Money Talks. My name is Brad Brown. I've got money coach Gary Kale with me once again. And uh, the last time we chatted, Gary, we spoke a little bit about uh, sort of the, the level of indebtedness for South African consumers, particularly today as, as opposed to how it used to be. One of the scary stats that, that I came across is that 50% of consumers in South Africa are behind on their debt repayments. I, I, I first of all, can't believe that's true, but it has to be. I mean, you know, they, people don't make these numbers up. That's absolutely scary. How, how is that the case? And isn't there supposed to be some kind of affordability calculation uh, w- w- when it comes to somebody getting a loan from a financial institution? Yes, Absolutely. You know, in terms of the, in the National Credit Act, it says that if you don't do an affordability calculation, then effectively, if it ever went to court, they, they would probably draw a line through the loan agreement and say, sorry, but this person doesn't owe you the money. That's, that's reckless lending. But, you know, let's just, before I actually really get into this, the, this answer, I just want to be a little bit sensitive to people that have got themselves into debt, actually because no fault of theirs. In other words, they were trying to save a family member that became ill and they just started cashing in their investments and they took out loans to maybe try and save a life. So life can be really harsh. Um, but if that's not the case, then there are a number of reasons why this happens. But I think I'm going to just choose one which you'll probably find interesting. And the number one reason I think that this is the starting point of where the, where the affordability goes out the window. And that is, is that in the actual loan application process, I'm a believer that consumers lie. They just lie. And I think that the person who's helping them fill in the loan application also is lying. Why? Because if you just think about it, when you fill in, you know, if you went and got motor finance or even a, even a, any kind of loan, you fill in the application, they ask you for your income and you have to give proof of that and you give them some bank statements or you give them, you know, a couple of, um, you know, pay slips and they can prove it. But the the expense is a very gray area, and I can tell you now that from my experience, and this is hundreds of workshops meeting thousands of consumers face-to-face over the last decade, people don't budget. They don't know what they spend. They don't know, you know, if, if they tell you that they're running out of money and you say to them, you know, where's your money gone? I can tell you the number one reason is, uh, I, I don't know, or just no clue. So when these same people are filling in a loan application form, they do not know their numbers. And I can tell you that I myself have had this experience, even as a youngster, when I was filling in one of my first loan applications on, you know, buying a car. I still remember that the, very clearly that it was a, it was a, it was a team effort between me and what they call the FNR, the person that helps you with the finance when you go to buy a car. And it's a very simple situation. How much is groceries? You thinking in your mind, well, I, I don't really know, but I think I'll say 1,500 rand because that sounds reasonable. Um, and the person across the table says to you, look, you know, this is a loan application. Just like, are you sure about that? Because that sounds a bit high. And then it's like, how much do you spend on entertainment? And that I promise you, you have absolutely no idea what, what you're spending if you do not budget. So the person, like, they, they can't give an outrageous number. So they try and give something which in their mind seems reasonable. And once again, it gets cut down a little bit and shaved a little bit. Why? Because the person who helps with the loan application works for commission. They understand what the credit department would allow and would not allow. It's basically a scoring system. The actuaries have worked out that if a person falls within a particular range of affordability, we can give them the loan. If they put information in there which shows that they are going to be at risk of certain things, 
financially, they'll decline the application. So after having enough declines, these people that work for these institutions start to understand how to fill in those applications. And it's quite an innocent thing. You're just talking about a salesman who's trying to kind of jimmy the systems so that he can make money. He's doing no favors to the consumer. But this is why I always say that money's a DIY job because you've got a consumer sitting there who really wants the car or who really wants the piece of furniture. And he gets this whole thing. Okay, cool. This person's going to like help me get this furniture. No, that's like, for the, you see, this is the difference between financial intelligence and financial literacy. Financial literacy says the person should be able to fill in the form. It should be in their first language. They should be able to understand all the terms and conditions. They should sign an initial on all the pages. That's financial literacy. That's not financial intelligence. A wealthy person would never do that. They would never do that. They'd never sit and line an application form because what are you saying? If you, do, if you fill in a loan application form, it is, a, it is a measure of the impact that this purchase is going to have on your ability to maintain your living expenses going forward. So people want to disclose that they earn a lot of money and then they don't have many expenses. But in reality, if they put their ex real expenses in there, they would be declined for a good reason. And this is why people suddenly, they've signed a 24-month loan or a 50, whatever it is, like ridiculous terms. And... They've literally signed for an amount of money that they cannot afford to have deducted from their bank account. So this is why I'm saying to you that just simply blatant lying on an application form is where the trouble starts. And then the consumers will play victim that, you know, the lenders are being harsh and they're harassing them for the money. And But they filled in the form and they gave the information, you know, and... That's why there's that, I think there's, there's that Latin term, uh, which is called caveat subscripto, which is let the signer beware, which means you must know what you're signing and you must take responsibility for what you sign. And that's the reason why consumers are behind, because they don't, they don't track what their expenses are. And certainly on, on loan agreements, when they make commitments to, to lenders or retailers, whoever it is, they don't put a real true reflection of what life looks like at home. Yeah, it's important to uh, be truthful, truthful and uh, 100% honest on those things. Uh, and yeah, Gary, it's, it's a difficult one, but uh, people really need to take responsibility. Uh, it is uh, tough indeed. Thank you so much for your time today. Much appreciated. Don't forget, if you have a question you'd like uh, answered, all you need to do is head over to the website. It is themoneyschool.co.za. You can submit your question there, and we could be answering it next time out here on the podcast. Until then, from the two of us, it's cheers. Thank you for listening to Money Talks, powered by The Money School. To find out more about The Money School, follow us on Twitter at MoneySchoolSA.